Welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the director of Greenville Smart. And with me today is Breck Nelson, the executive director of Greenville Smart, and our guest star today, Suzanne Davis. Suzanne, how are you today? I'm great, Elaine. Thank you for having me. And your title is executive vice president of Greenville University. Is that correct? Yes, I am the executive vice president of Greenville University. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. And, you know, just for our listeners who don't know that much about you and your role here, could you tell us a little bit more about basically how you started with Greenville University or Greenville College at the time and what your part in everything is today, how it's grown? Wow. So um, I've had several different roles at the university, including the president's chief of staff, uh, dean of the business school, um, also worked in advancement and now oversee um, admissions as well as other strategic initiatives and finance. And so uh, I've worked with the president uh, throughout his six years of tenure here at the university on quite a few strategic initiatives, but uh, one that's very near and dear to us is the Greenville Smart Initiative, which brings together the community, the college, and various stakeholders um, across the nation and globe even uh, together in a very innovative way to develop the community economically as well as benefit the college and, the, and ultimately the students. And how did this all get started? Because you were pretty much in the, the beginning, from the ground floor, how did this idea of Greenville Smart come to be? So in 2015, we launched the Briner School of Business. And as part of that, I wanted to really hear from business leaders what they thought students should have in the curriculum and have available uh, is resources to them in a business school. And it was previously a, a business department that we had at the university. And the president wanted to launch into a school that had some notoriety around it uh, and, and really liked the concepts of Bob Briner. Bob Briner is an alum of Greenville University and he was big into the sports entertainment uh, sector and he wrote a series of books, but the most popular is Roaring Lambs. And his concept is that Christians should be salt and light in all aspects of society, not just business, but in, in all sorts of you know, social sectors and creative arts and all of these things. And that instead of just thinking of ourselves as you know, a passive uh, lamb, it's a roaring lamb, which means you get out there, you do all of these things in society to uh, make an impact. And so we brought a group of uh, business leaders together in the fall of 2015 around the Bob Briner concept. And uh, there were quite a few pretty notable leaders that came and they began to meet uh, two to three times a year since that time. And one of the concepts that the advisory board that we formed from that group gave us was the idea of Greenville Smart, where you could have different types of businesses, different types of programming. Um, it could all uh, come together in one space for the benefit of students and ministry and economic development and events that we uh, have had a long history of hosting in, at the university. Was there um, a lot of resistance in the beginning 
for creating Greenville Smart? Was there just a lot of confusion? How did you set out to, I don't know, to make the idea become a reality? What were the steps that you had to take to, to get to where we are today, which is really we're on the verge of, you know, the physical building, um, the programs being put to, uh, well, into work, as you would say, mm-hmm. for yeah, lack of a better so, word. So, you know, innovation is always a little bit difficult. It demands, you know, thinking about uh, the services you provide and the things you do a little bit differently, a little mm-hmm. outside the box. I think in that regard, it's always a little bit difficult because it's easier to understand the tangible here and now than it is some future concept that doesn't exist yet. And especially in higher education, I think uh, we think of things a certain way and with innovative uh uh, classroom spaces, high impact practices, it it actually puts the student at the forefront and um, and, and we become kind of the, the wise guides that walk alongside. And so it puts uh, education not as an end in itself, but a means to an end. Sure. And so I think there was some difficulty maybe understanding that at first, but really at Greenville University, we've thought that way for 127 years. I mean, I look back over our history and the values that we espouse of building character for the purpose of serving, for the purpose of going out. That's our mission statement is empowering students for lives of character and service. And so we really have the right the right mission statement and the right mindset of resourcefulness. If you have heard this, I mean, maybe few know this now, but we were one of the first campuses to go wireless in the whole I nation. Hear about that. And I'm talking big school, small school, public, private. And I think it's because we do have this mindset of leaping forward into the future in a way that we see is going to be relevant and having the urgency to change maybe before others see that urgency is coming. And I think higher education really needs to take a look at how it's engaging the the culture and think about how we can encourage an atmosphere of lifelong learning. So even though I think, you know, change is hard and especially kind of an existential uh, thought process, it, it's, it's always hard to change that. But really, we have the right values that we espouse at the university to do that. Oh, definitely. And um, how do you see the community getting more involved with the university through Greenville Smart? Well, I think as we develop the programming um, and develop the different avenues that you can engage the space. So the community can have memberships to the space where they utilize the podcast room, the, the demonstration kitchen, the conference room spaces, both smaller and larger sizes, uh, event spaces. So I think there's real tangible ways to get involved by being a member of the space. Uh, but I think also the community will also will benefit from the events that take place on the first floor where it's a connection hub, whether it's a small acoustical set band playing or a speaker series or something like that. Or on the third floor, they might get involved with a conference, maybe a human resource conference that's held and some follow-up online learning surrounding millennials in the workplace. I mean, I don't know what the topics might be. It could be anything. But could be 
be all sorts of topics. Could be an ag conference of some sort uh, with the production of milk. I don't, I don't know. But I guess I'm just saying that I think there's going to be multiple ways for them to get involved. Yeah, I think the possibilities really are endless. And we come up with more ideas every day. And I, we talked about this this morning, um, uh, listeners uh, re- referring to a conversation we had this morning. Anytime we've given a tour to someone who's, and, and we do give tours on request, um, that person seems to automatically see themselves in that building, no matter what their major is, if they're a student, what their subject is, if they're a professor, or what their job is, or what their part in the community is. People are starting to see themselves in that building and in that space and in that uh, movement, as it were. And I think Correct me if I'm wrong, but I know when Breck and I first came on, people were confused. People were had their own ideas built up in their head. And I think that that is, and, and there was a little bit of fear and a little bit of frustration. I think that is melting away. And I think there is a coming That's together great. on everyone. Well, I think when we first launched it, you know, everyone thought, oh, this would be a great wedding venue. And we quickly said, no weddings. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that it's we don't like about. weddings. But it's just <laughs> that I, I think that we want to see it as much more than, than the space. Yes, right. it's going to be a really awesome space. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited about how um, aesthetically pleasing the whole place is going to be. However, it really is more of a stake in the ground, as you said, for a movement that is uh, an innovative way of looking at community connection, connection with government and private entities and how for the betterment of both the students, the campus, the community, and even those, I was talking with um, a group today that's a, it's a pretty big business that might want to be a sponsor and also a startup that I talked to today that, that wants to be a member of the, of the space. And so I just want to make sure that everyone understands the, the use of the space and how it can reach out even further than just this one building. There's other buildings that could, you know, uh, be utilized. That's that's not the point. The point right. is the the way of thinking. And even um, with our KRP initiative with the local school district, uh, again, just an attempt to see how students can engage things that are going on in the community and serve the community and the, stu- the surrounding area, as well as the school district getting involved and having uh, pathways for getting new teachers and things uh, recruited into the school districts around the area. So I think it's a mindset of connection that is crucial to its success, even though it could be, the building could be used for so many different <laughs> oh, things. Oh, sure. It could, it could be. And, and, and that's, like you said, that's just part of it. But I think the connection, um, that, that seems to be the theme that's been coming up again and again not just in our podcast, but just in uh, the conversations that we have outside of our group that are working with Greenville Smart and in the community. And let me ask you on a more personal note, maybe not personal to you, but personal to Breck and myself. Um, And Breck, uh, say hello to everyone. Uh, Hello. I've just been listening (laughs) like everyone. Breck is the familiar face we've talked about. He's the fellow you see in the videos um, about the progress of the building that's his smiling face. And he has been instrumental in, in driving the uh, construction of the building. And um, 
his background, my background, and 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 other backgrounds that have of the newer faces here at Greenville University and in Greenville, are all very different. And initially, you had set out to look for one person as the director, and tell us how that all came up and ended up because honestly job way too big for for one yeah one person so elaine i tend to do that i try to give people jobs that are way too big for them and that's a that's a weakness however i i will say i couldn't be more pleased with the hires that we've had around greenville smart it's not even just the two of you there was uh, grant writing that went in in the background with uh, the EDA grant and others who kind of paved the way in the operational plan and, and revenue models to make sure this thing could get off the ground. And, and, and of course, the academic side and, and the Experience First initiative that helped uh, helped the Briner Advisory Board help, uh, see the value and invest. Um, but uh, with regards to the specific search, I just love how we set out to do a Greenville Smart hire. And, and I did think it was going to be a little smaller role than it ended up being. And uh, we thought we could go you know, halves with the Chamber of Commerce because they were looking for a new director, wanted to make sure that they could offer benefits. Uh, as well as just a salary. And so that's where we, Linda Mayette actually brought together because she was on the chamber board and worked here in Greenville University in advancement. And she had the idea of let's do a joint position. So to do a joint position, we had half the search committee from the Chamber of Commerce and half the search committee from the university con constituency. And and so we put together a job description that was both a Greenville Smart Director and a Chamber of Commerce Director. And I will say it was just the most fun process of putting together a search profile, you know, posting the job description, listing out all the attributes that we wanted to see in this person. And, and I will say it became like a superhuman kind of position because you had <laughs> two reports and all of that. And so surprise, we had quite a few candidates and uh, surprisingly the the consensus was that Elaine, you would just make a great dual report with the chamber as a local favorite on the radio and, and all the connections you already have and that you could work for the university and that would be a great fit. And so that was, you know, one thing. But then everyone in the room agreed that that the university should also find a way to hire Breck. Yep, definitely. <laughs> that he was uh, the person who had the uh, kind of the ministry mindset alongside the entrepreneurial background to help entrepreneurs get started in the space and, and advance the business ventures. And so even though the, the chamber was kind of done with their part of the search, uh, they really did put a strong recommendation that, that the university should hire an executive director. And that's how Breck's position came about. And so his passion for ministry and, uh, mentoring young lives and professionals alongside the entrepreneurship was a really good match for that. And then your connection to the community was uh, a great combination. 
And I always say I'm the Robin to his Batman. He's like the Batman oh, in well, town. Oh, that's fun. I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. I, I need a title. Had you not hired him, I mean, it's. I, I just think it's it's interesting that you had all these different candidates. And and basically, uh, he came on board. It was like, he, you know, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the entrepreneur. He was the talking yeah. head for the videos, which is most important. Everyone should watch those oh, on the Yes, find website. the videos. Yeah. He walks you through the building, he, you know. But he does. He gets it It gets it going. And so I, I think it's just interesting, uh, the search and the different personalities that um, you came across and found. Elizabeth was another candidate, and yes. she's now um, an employee with the university. And we have Terry uh, Sunderland on yeah. as, in communications. And marketing. marketing. Yeah, so we've also been able to enhance our marketing and communication. We have um, a whole host of academics that kind of came around uh, the Experience First, but Denara Moore heads up right. the Experience First initiative. Uh, Mike Aiden was there in the beginning, also on the search committee uh, with us and had helped put together the operational plan and revenue models that we're still adhering to uh, today. So it's been a lot of a lot of hands in on this project, a lot of hands, a lot of minds, and it's attracting more, which is exciting because I see more of the faculty getting excited about it. I see more of the community getting excited about it. And um, we're thrilled because it's getting closer yeah, to an actual to launch. opening, a launch of the, the building. Um, and that will only spur more of the movement, mm-hmm. I think. Yes, and I, I do want to say that um, in any kind of initiative like this, the senior leadership of the university is very forward, forward looking into uh, how this can advance all sorts of initiatives, and so everyone is really bought in um, to the vision of uh, just this kind of symbiotic relationship between. Uh, businesses and the uh, surrounding community, the public services around this community. The state of Illinois is, of course, put in some money. The city has helped out the the Economic Development Administration, the federal government, the USDA. So it just shows that there's public and private cooperation to really advance this. And I think the senior leadership of the institutions just even beginning to see how uh, much benefit can come to all of the entities involved and those that will be involved. It's attracting a lot of attention, a lot of positive attention, and it's, it's thrilling. It really is. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, Suzanne. Thanks, Elaine. And Breck, thanks once again. Our producer, Deloy, thank you very much. The Greenville Smart Podcast is brought to you by Greenville University, Greenville Chamber of Commerce, and oftentimes, Joe's Java. keeps us going and I want to thank you for joining us today and uh, we look forward to bringing you more podcasts in the near future have a great day everyone